are so many amazing perks of being sober. And one of my favorites is that sobriety allows us to take self-care to the next level. And it gives us such a sense of confidence. There's really nothing like feeling confident in your own skin. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about today's sponsor, One Skin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. I've told you about how when I got sober, one of my favorite things was starting a skincare routine because that was not something I ever prioritized before. But let's be honest, knowing what the best skincare routine is can be a little overwhelming. That's why I'm excited about One Skin. There's no complicated routine, no multiple step protocols, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code HAPPIEST at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code HAPPIEST. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives, and when we get sober, they can almost feel magnified at first because we're adjusting to feeling all our feelings again rather than using alcohol to numb them. I was honestly really surprised when I got sober at how many emotions came up for me. I remember literally saying, I have so many feelings right now, and it felt really overwhelming having to feel them all. But the great thing about that is that it gave me the clarity and awareness that I had some things to work through, like people-pleasing and like my own self-talk. That's where therapy can be so helpful because it's a safe space to get things off your chest and begin to work through what's been weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. What I really love about BetterHelp is that it's entirely online. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire and you'll be matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime with no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com happiest today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash happiest. Hello and welcome to Happiest Sober Podcast. I'm Madeline. Thank you so much for being here. Happy freaking new year. It's officially 2023. I'm so excited about it and I'm so excited to be back. I took a little week off from the podcast just to have some downtime over the holidays and spend some time with my family and that was very needed but I'm really excited to be back and to get back to our weekly chats and I just feel so excited about what this year has in store. Um, One of which is getting more guests on the podcast in the new year. That is definitely in the world. And I'm super excited about that. Um, But I hope that you all had a great holiday and an awesome New Year's. I honestly had the best New Year's Eve this year. Like I just, I had such a fun night and like I didn't feel a single ounce of FOMO or like envy about any of the drinking happening around me, um, which this this was my third um, sober New Year's and I definitely cannot say the same thing about the first couple or just like the first two holiday seasons I had in general and I feel like this was the first holiday season where I literally just like did not like alcohol wasn't even a thought for me it wasn't something I wanted it wasn't something I was like super even highly aware of in like obviously I was aware that people were drinking but in comparison to the first two where like when people would start drinking I was so aware of it and so aware of the fact that like I wasn't doing it anymore and like this time it really just like wasn't really much of a thought and if anything it was something where like I felt so much gratitude over the holidays this year and like 
with New Year's, I um, had a pretty low-key one, although my New Year's have been low-key for the last while. I kind of like even in my drinking days, I swore off of (laughs) going out on New Year's anymore because it's just always so chaotic and I feel like it it's just so hit or miss so even when I was drinking I decided like okay how about house parties or how about just staying in um because I I find that that honestly just is usually more fun on New Year's but anyway um I went to my sister's friend's place and it was just like a small group of us and um we played drinking games all night wasn't phased by it if anything it was just kind of fun to be like okay if I have to drink it's my sparkling water so whatever um and I just had a really good time and I was the DD I so also oh my god (laughs) I stayed out at my sister's friend's place until 3 a.m just after 3 a.m and like not because I was staying past when I wanted to, which we all know that I'm guilty of sometimes, um, but because I was just like having fun and I didn't like, it was like, oh my God, it's this late. Um, and then I drove uh, my friend back to her place and then drove my sister and I home and like being the DD on a sober night out, especially on a night like New Year's where I was seeing lots of people drunkenly walking down the street. It's just like an unmatched feeling. And I got into bed. I didn't end up getting to bed until after 4 (laughs) a.m. So like getting into bed and just knowing that I had a fun night. I didn't have any FOMO. I got to wake up this morning without a single ounce of anxiety, without having to wonder what happened last night. Like, oh, it's just the best way to start off a year. So I'm just feeling so good about it. And I share this like not to be like, oh, look at me. I have so much fun without alcohol now. Everything's great. I share it because like there was a time where that felt so impossible and unattainable and just like kind of unfathomable to imagine like not feeling at least a little bit left out about the drinking or at least like a little bit sad and jealous when other people were drinking around me and so I just like to share that as a reminder that like if you're in the early days and you're having the thought that like oh it's always gonna feel hard I'm never gonna be at ease with this that's just a thought I had that thought as well and like now I see that that's all it was was a thought and it wasn't true. So hopefully that is a comforting thought for anyone who's in the early days that like no matter how impossible it feels to you early on that like it's not gonna be this struggle forever. Um, I felt that way and life, life has proved me wrong and I'm very glad that it has. So um we're into the new year i honestly have become the biggest sucker for new year's i get so damn excited (laughs) at the end of every year to like write out my intentions for the new year and this is something that has really become more of a thing in the past couple years and i know that that's not a coincidence that the timing lines up with me getting sober um I feel like the really fun thing now for me about New Year's is that because of my sobriety, I actually can like make kind of goals for myself for the new year and actually trust that I can follow through with them because 
I'm I'm not like gonna waste away the year partying and getting drunk anymore like that's the thing is that I've always been so into like the self-improvement movement I've loved self-help books for like ever since high school I started reading self-help books and that's just something that like I've always just really enjoyed and has always made me excited but I feel like the further I got in kind of my drinking career the further away I got from all of that and the more I kind of just like disconnected from it or maybe like the more I sort of disconnected from myself or from that part of myself and I feel like sobriety has really kind of reconnected me back to all of that which isn't a really a really amazing feeling um so that's what's so fun for me now about new year's is like I get so excited like I love the idea that new year's is this like fresh start like obviously every single day can be a fresh start but I just love the idea of a new year as this chance to really like refresh and kind of like take score of things and look at our lives and look at like what's working what's not working look at what we want to focus more of our energy on um so I sat down I think the day before New Year's Eve and wrote out my list of intentions for 2023 and that's something I did for 2022 as well I've really found that like I love doing intentions as opposed to resolutions because I feel like resolutions so often are these big they feel like these big things that almost feel like unattainable or maybe like not really that tangible so when I sit down to do my intentions I really focus on like okay what are some new habits I really want to create what are like some routines I want to get into what do I want my morning routine to look like what do I want my nighttime routine to look like what are some mindsets I want to create for myself like what kind of like thoughts do I want to have how do I want to feel like those are the things that I really write out And it was really fun looking back on like 2022 and seeing like, okay, a lot of the things that I set out to do or like that I set out to at least like improve upon, I actually did. And a lot like there were lots also that I'm like, oh, let me write that one down again because I still need to work on that. But anyways, it's just really, really fun for me and it makes me feel really excited. So I'm really excited about 2023. I have a good feeling about this one. Um, And if you're not in that boat and if 2022 or the holidays were a challenging time for you it's so okay to start off the new year where you are like ultimately even though I just said how much it excites me it is just another day so I feel like if the new year excites you then like ride the wave of that but also if it feels overwhelming or like discouraging reading all the new year stuff if you're not in in a very good place then like you don't have to put pressure on yourself about it. And I always like to say that because I know that when I'm like struggling or having a hard time or just like feeling kind of low, um, when I see other people being really positive, sometimes it just totally backfires and makes me feel even worse. So I think it's always just so important to say that like wherever you're at is so okay. And I've been seeing a lot of people online talk about this and I think it's so valid is that like winter is really kind of meant to be a time of hibernation so if you're having a bit of a hard time right now then maybe a nice intention for yourself going into this new year is to take things really slow and to be really easy on yourself and to get lots of rest and be kinder to yourself like it doesn't have to be these huge like productivity getting this stuff done like maybe that's the best intention like if you're having a hard time to say that okay my intention for January or for the new year is that I'm going to be so easy on myself and like give myself a freaking break so 
wherever you're at with New Year's and with the start of 2023. I'm so happy that you're here. And on that note, the start of a new year means that we're in January, which means that we're in dry January. So I thought I would do um, a little chat about that today because I actually did dry January at the beginning of 2020 before I got sober. And that's the only break that I ever took from drinking in my like 10 years that I was a drinker Um, and I'll preface this with saying like I absolutely love dry January I love these dry months I think that it is such an amazing thing for anyone to do regardless of what your relationship is with alcohol it's like it's objectively such a good thing to do for your health for your mental health Um, and I think it's just like a really nice opportunity to kind of like take a step back and um, maybe evaluate your relationship with alcohol or get like a little bit of clarity on it. Um, But the reason that I wanted to talk about it, and this is something that I always really, really feel like I need to share during these dry months, whether it's like sober October, dry July, whatever, because I had such a hard time with dry January when I did it. Honestly, I came out of dry January feeling like, okay, well, that just proved that sobriety is not for me. Like, that completely proved that I can't be sober and, like, still enjoy my life and still have fun because I had such a hard time with it. Like, I really, really felt like I had nothing to look forward to which is a really sad statement, but that was how I felt. Like, it would be the weekend, and I really felt like, oh my god, like, I would normally be so excited to be getting drunk, and I had, like, taken that off the table as an option that month, and I mean, honestly, I know for a fact. So, the guy I was dating at the time, uh, out of solidarity, decided to do Dry January with me, and he had to keep me accountable a few times. Like, there were a couple times where I was like, mm, maybe we could just drink and so I I feel like I know for a fact that if he wasn't kind of my accountability buddy I don't think I would have lasted through the whole month um but basically how it went for me was that like the reason that I decided to do it was because I was coming out of it was obviously January I was coming out of the holidays and it had been a really really heavy drinking month for me but like not just a heavy drinking month but a lot of things where I felt so like a lot of things happened where I felt so much shame after so I had gone to my work Christmas party and blacked out and felt so much like shame panic anxiety all of that um about that night for like months and months and months after and even like not that long ago if I would be in like a work meeting with someone who was at that party who I haven't really seen much since it would still give me this little surge of like shame and just like just cringe just all around cringe but so I'd had that um that work party and it it really like shook my entire world that knowing that I had like been with all my coworkers and did not remember the end of the night, didn't remember what I said or did, all of that. So also that month I had a Christmas party, um, a family Christmas party at my mom's house where I blacked out and just like went upstairs and passed out 
in my bed without like saying goodbye to anyone so I was so embarrassed about that the next day like there were just like several things that month that had happened where I was just in this state of like shame spiraling deeper and deeper and so that was really what made me do dry January was I was just like in an absolutely atrocious headspace and felt like oh my god I feel like a mess and I I, like I couldn't stand that feeling anymore in that moment so um that gave me the push to do dry January but then once I kind of got into it and like I think I did go into it with the intention to kind of reevaluate my drinking like I knew it was problematic but once I kind of got into it maybe even after just like my first weekend of doing it it very quickly turned into like I was fully just counting down the whole entire time counting down to February so that I could drink again and it just became like wine became my prize at the end of it like I stayed up until midnight February 1st like I poured a glass of wine at 11:59 and drank at midnight um and it more so became this sort of like challenge for myself to just like let me get through the month just to prove that I could but like can't wait to drink again at the end that really was kind of the mentality that I had and so the reason that I always want to like share this is not to discourage anyone from doing dry January whatsoever but because when I kind of started like dipping my toe into the sober world or the sober curious world I saw that a lot of people's stories were oh my god I I like did dry January I took a month off and I felt so great that I just kept going um and reading that made me feel so discouraged because I was like well like what's wrong with me that I had such a hard time with it how come I don't feel that way how come I'm not like going on about how great I feel taking a break from alcohol because like obviously I did there were things that like I do remember really noticing like wow it's nice to wake up after socializing without anxiety since that was like such a huge issue for me and I did go to one party it was like a going away party for my boyfriend at the times uh friends and like I didn't know many people and it was in like the party room of their building so it was really just like standing around kind of making small talk and that felt really hard I was dying for a drink the whole time but I didn't and I I do remember feeling at least like when I left even though it felt like the overwhelming feeling was like damn that was really hard there was also like oh how nice that I don't have to second guess any conversations I had or like I you know I have a clear conscience tonight and that's a good feeling so obviously I'm not saying I didn't feel any benefits because of course I did but like the main takeaway for me was like ooh. I can't do the sober thing because that was so hard. I didn't have that much fun. I didn't have anything to look forward to. I didn't enjoy it that much. So yeah, seeing other people saying like kind of raving about the benefits and like, oh, I felt so good. I kept going. Meanwhile, there's me like pouring my glass of wine right at midnight. So yeah, that that just kind of made me feel really discouraged about sobriety. And so I always, always want to share this because I took that experience to mean that I wasn't cut out for sobriety or that like I wouldn't enjoy my life sober and you know now here I am and obviously I've proved myself very very wrong on that Um, but I think that it's really important to remember like two things so if so first of all if you are doing dry January or you're taking a break 
if it feels really hard, I promise you that that doesn't mean that like sobriety is not for you. If anything, it actually means the opposite. Because the thing is that someone who doesn't have a problematic relationship with alcohol, a quote unquote normal drinker, could take a break from drinking for a month and like it's not that big of a problem for them like they don't have that hard of a time doing it so if anything the fact that it is really hard really what that's doing is like shining a light on the fact that we do have a problematic relationship with alcohol and that's really really valuable information and whether or not you're ready to act on that or acknowledge it yet is totally fine because I wasn't for a while. It took me, I think, like eight or nine months after I finished dry January was when I then got sober. Um, But I think that's really important to note is that like, I feel like I came out of it almost thinking maybe that it was counterproductive because I came out of it feeling like, okay, I can never quit drinking. Um, But really that experience was showing me that I needed to even more. Um, And so... Another thing that I think is really important to point out as well is that if you find it really hard, something else to remember is that if you're just taking a month-long break off of drinking, you're doing like a 30-day break, what we all know in sobriety is that like the early days are the hardest. Like the first like three months even are the hardest, but especially those first 30 days are some of the hardest days. So um, if it's a struggle... I think it's so important to remember that you're experiencing the one of the hardest parts of sobriety, like the very early days where suddenly you're not drinking anymore when you're used to drinking regularly. Um, so I think that like as valuable as these breaks are, it's also important to remember that if it's hard for you, that's because you're experiencing the first 30 days, which is hard for everybody. And the first 30 days are not a reflection of how longer term sobriety feels like the early days of sobriety don't reflect a sober life the way that they feel and so just to trust that like even if they are really hard that doesn't mean that that's how sobriety feels forever and if you were to continue and keep not drinking then like there's it just progressively gets better and better and better even now like I I'm a couple months past two years and I still notice ways that I'm like oh my god it's it's still getting better so I think that's just really important to remember as well um is just to not get discouraged like if it feels really challenging for you um that does not mean that sobriety just sucks it just means that you're experiencing the hard part and it means that If it is even harder for you, maybe than for other people, then that is some very, very valuable insight to your relationship with alcohol. And if anything, it probably implies that you are even better off in sobriety. So I just wanted to share that because I think that that would have really, really been helpful and very comforting to me uh, if someone had told me that when I was doing Dry January. But again, lots of people do Dry January and freaking love it and have the best time and love it so much that they keep going. So definitely don't want to discourage you with that. It's more so just like if you have a hard time, I see you. I was there and I promise you that like you don't need to be discouraged by it because that was completely my experience and if I can get sober and like actually 
enjoy a life sober which felt so impossible at the time then so can you and so can anyone so if you're here for dry january or maybe new year's was your day one or wherever you're at in your journey i'm so freaking proud of you for being here it takes so much courage like sobriety is not for the faint of heart and i will just never stop screaming that from the rooftops that like Everyone who's here in any capacity should be so freaking proud of themselves. Um, so if you don't already, follow me on Instagram at Happiest Sober. I post on there every single day and I'll definitely be posting throughout Dry January. Um, I posted some Dry January tips uh, on New Year's Day. Um, so definitely check those out if you need a little bit of motivation. Also, so we're now into 2023, which means I can officially say that my trip to Costa Rica is this year, (laughs) this May, May 2023. Um, So If you haven't heard, I'm hosting a sober trip to Costa Rica. It's through a company called Trova Trip and I'm so excited about it and there are still spots available if you'd like to book. Honestly, the thing that I'm most excited about for this is that I'm of course so excited to go to Costa Rica and to travel. It's something that I love and is like super important to me that I haven't really gotten to do a lot since um, COVID. So I'm just so excited about that. But most of all, I'm so excited to connect with the sober community there because I think at least speaking from my own experience, when I got sober, one of the hardest things to imagine doing sober was traveling because whenever I would go on a trip, drinking was always the main activity. I even sometimes would literally miss sightseeing to go sit and drink instead, which now makes me so sad to look back on. But I think that traveling sober can feel so intimidating because we all probably in the past have really made drinking kind of the main activity on trips and then also if we're traveling with other people who are drinkers like drinking might still be the main activity of their trip which can be kind of challenging so I just think it's such a fun opportunity to be able to go on a trip with a group of people who are all staying sober together who are all like there to fully actually be there be present for the experience and to do things and to soak it all in and the best part is that if traveling sober is a little bit nerve-wracking or a little bit out of your comfort zone this is just like the perfect way to do it because we'll all be there to support each other so I'm so excited about it Um, so if you're interested then definitely head to the link in my bio on Instagram at happiest sober or at happiest sober podcast the link is there it has all the information um, and that's where you can also reserve your spot Um, and DM me if you have any questions at all I'm so excited about it Thank you so, so much for listening this week. Happy New Year. I'm so excited. I hope it's an amazing year for all of you. Um, If you're enjoying the podcast so far and you would like to rate it or even leave a review, that would be so amazing. Or if you're enjoying it, share it with a friend, share it on social media. I'm so excited for what's in store and to have more guests on and to just keep chatting with you here every week. I love connecting with you this way. So have an amazing week. I'll chat to you next week. Remember that life is happiest when you're sober. Bye. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. 
We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there.